Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So, in, in honor of the Kohen, the Rebbe his wife, I, I said something. Of, uh, I said, had something a few weeks ago. So, you know, there's the, the, the story everybody knows. You know, uh, we joke around, uh, and and I, I like the story now, particularly because people ask, you know, it's great to be a Kohen. How do you be a Kohen? We say there are three crowns to the to, that Hashem gives us. There's the crown of Mahut which is kingdom, which you could only get if you're a direct descendant of, of, of uh, David HaMelech. Then we have the crown of Kehuna, which you only have if you're a direct descendant paternally to Aaron. And we have the third crown, which is the crown of Torah. The crown of Malchut is only to them. The crown of Kehuna is only to Al-Kohanim. But the crown of Torah is available to all of us. But a lot of times, you know, you see people, they say, you know, how come the Kohen's the first guy that goes up? A lot of times in the shul, there's not a lot of Kohanim in, in some shuls. In Syrian community, it's not like that. I remember Beryl Wine says the first time he came to deal. 1972, 1973. He came to deal, and he said he was sitting there, and they called, had Kohanim. And he said, literally 50% of the synagogue of deal went up to go. To Birkat Kohanim. And he says, I couldn't understand what's going on. How could you have a kahal? I, I pray my whole life. You know, we're lucky we have one or two guys. And if we only have one rap report that we know is a real Kohen, <laughs> that we know it's, uh, it's, it's 100%. So, says, ah, it's unbelievable. So he said he started to look. And he said that he came up with a theory. I, I don't know how real it is, but it sounds great. He says that what we have to realize is that who were the first ones exiled from, the, from Yerushalayim by Nebuchadnezzar? We see that Mordechai was exiled with the leaders, with the priests, not in 586 when the Met HaMikdash was destroyed, but 10 years before, 596 before the common era. And he says, where did they go? Instead of going all the way to Bavel, they stopped in Aleppo. Because the question was, since David HaMelech had conquered Aleppo, was Aleppo still considered to be in the borders of Eretz Israel? And therefore, many of those who were exiled from the beginning stopped in Aleppo, and Aleppo became, in essence, an Ir Kohanim. And therefore, when you came to the Syrian community, you had the Ir Kohanim of all the Syrians there. So I said, so I said, said to someone, they said, you're not a Kohen? I said, no. I said, but, I said, but I'm named for David Gindi. What do you mean? I should be a Kohen. Right? He <laughs> says, my grandfather was a Kohen. My grandsons a Kohanim. But I'm not a Kohen. How could that be? Because my mother is bad Kohen. And my daughter is married to Kohen. And therefore, I could have a grandfather's a Kohen grandson. But we know all the story. We all heard the joke. Mordechai not a Kohen. Mordechai uh, from uh, Benjamin. That's why he was able to uh, so go against. That was what? So, so it's interesting. When the Tawil family goes up, yeah, you hear when they go yeah, up yeah, to the Torah, yeah. what do they say at the end? They say the person's name, Yaakov ben Yosef, Tawil, yeah. and they say, Benei Eli. From the children of Eli HaKohen. Wow. They trace their heritage back to oh, Eli HaKohen. Wow. But why would they say Eli HaKohen? We said the children of Eli HaKohen during the time of Shmuel and Navi, the, 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 the Navi says that they weren't so good. 
So do you want to have Yichus that I go back to the children of Eli? Says that if you're the children of Eli, you have to be very careful. You have to be a learned person in order to have Zichut to be able to live. So they remind themselves in order for us to have Zichut, we have to remember we're we're Kohanim that could go back to the Kohen Gadol and the Ben Amikdash. But what do we have to do? We have to bind ourselves to Torah. So every time they go up to the Torah, they have to remind themselves that they have a requirement to bind themselves to the Torah. So you all know the joke, the joke about the guy, he's, he's not religious his whole life, he finally comes to shul, he finds a Chabad, he comes to the Chabad, and he comes to pray in the Chabad, and he sees, you know, the Kohanim go, the Kohen goes up first all the time, tells the rabbi after a few weeks, you know, rabbi, I really would like to be a Kohen. The rabbi says, you know, I'm sorry, either you're a Kohen or you're not a Kohen, you're born in there, he goes... I don't know, Rabbi, I really want to be a Kohen. How about if I make a donation to the Chabad for $1,000? Can you make me a Kohen? You know, some weeks you don't have any. I might as well be the guy. Just make me the Kohen. Because I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. A few weeks later comes the Rabbi. Rabbi, it's really bothering me. I really want to be a Kohen. I'll give you $10,000 if you make me the Kohen. The Rabbi says, I'm sorry. You know, I can't, can't, can't do it. It just can't happen. A couple of weeks go by. He says to the Rabbi, Rabbi, I see you're doing a building fund. I'll make you a deal. One million dollars. But I'm the Kohen of this shul. And he says, I, I, I can't, but, but I, I don't know. Why do you want to be a Kohen so much? He says, Rabbi, my grandfather was a Kohen. My father was a Kohen. I want to be a Kohen. <laughs> you know. So he says, a person be a Kohen. But I heard a story, the opposite story. Something unbelievable. There was a guy, he grew up, very secular in Dallas, Texas. And his name, his name was, uh, we call it Joe Cohen. Joe Cohen grows up in Dallas, Texas. Very secular guy. His father's a very, very famous lawyer in, uh, in Dallas. He sends his son to the best schools. He sends his son to, to college. He sends his son to Harvard Law School. His son graduates at the top of the class of Harvard Law School. And the father has him in a job in New York in the most prestigious firm. He's going to work there for a couple of years. Then he's going to come back to Dallas. And he's going to become his partner. And what happened is the son decides and says, Dad, Dad, I just finished law school. I'm going to start work in September. I want to take a couple of months. I never took a gap year. I never took anything. I want to go take a little time off. So he goes on his time off and he goes to Israel, one of the stops on his trip. Big mistake. While he gets to Israel, he goes, they take a tour and they take him to the, the Wailing Wall. You know, Hotel Amaravi, the Wailing Wall tour. He comes to the Wailing Wall tour and he picks up one of the cardboard yarmulkes they used to give, uh, now they give real ones. The old days they were cardboard ones they gave you. And he goes up to the wall and he sees all the people praying and they, you know, tell him write a note and slip the note in. And this is the mailman to take the note to God and whatever you write, God's going to read it. And he's standing there and he's thinking and a guy comes and taps on his shoulder. He goes, you want to learn a little bit more about Judaism? He goes, you know, I have a couple of days that I'm going to be in Jerusalem. Why not? Because we have right across the street a place called Eish HaTorah. And there's a rabbi, and he's unbelievable. You're going to love him. He says, okay, I'll come. He comes across the street, across the, across the courtyard. He goes into Aish, and he listens to a lecture. He says, wow, this is, I never heard any of this. Listens to another lecture, listens to another lecture, and he's, he's done. He's there. And he loves it. And he starts to learn, and he goes through the summer, 
and he comes to the end of August and he says, I can't leave. And he talks to, to Rabbi Weinberg, I said, I, I can't leave. What do I do? I'm going to call my father. Dad, I'm going to call the law firm. I'm going to put it off for a year. I'm going to stay here for a year. I need to just explore my roots. A year became two years. Two years became five years. He never went back to practice law. Five years became ten years, and he loved it. He meets a girl who's Baal Teshuvah. And he meets this wonderful girl, and they get married. And he becomes a teacher in Eishat Torah. And he's married to this girl for 10 years and they have no children. And he's very upset that I have no children. And they go see every single doctor over the next two years and all the doctors say, there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with her. It's just not happening. So he says, you know, I don't know what to do. He goes to the rabbi, what should I do? He says, don't worry, just wait, just try. He says, no, the halakha is, if you don't have children after a certain amount of time, Go your own way. So we're going to get divorced. We'll, re- we'll try to see what happens, see if Hashem is going to bless us with children. So he works it out with his wife. We're going to go out. We're going to separate. And they say, you know, you have to be very careful. You're Kohen. If you divorce your wife, you could never marry her back. Because a Kohen can't marry a woman who's divorced. He says, I don't know. I got to do it. So they end up going through the process. They get a get in the yeshiva. And they go each their way. A month later, his ex-wife calls him and says, Joe, I have news for you. I'm pregnant. What? I'm three months pregnant. What? Now he says, what do I do? He goes to the Rosh Yeshiva. He says, I need to get back with my... I want to raise my own kid. But you can't. You divorced her. Well, let's look at the get. So they take the get... And they look at the get, and they see, can we find something in the get that's a mistake? Maybe there's a mistake in the get, and we'll be able to say there was a mistake. It's no good. We can get back together, and it's all finished. The Rosh Yeshiva goes through the get. Nothing. Everything's perfect. He says, but you know what? Let's go to Rav El Yashiv. He's the gadol. He's the one who knows everything. If anyone's going to find something wrong, he'll find it. So they go to Rav Yashiv and they bring Rav Yashiv the get. He goes through the get with a fine comb and he said, this is one of the best gets I ever saw in my whole life. There's nothing wrong with the get. The guy starts to cry, but Rabbi, I want to raise my kid. He tells him, he puts his hand on his shoulder. He says, go back to the kotel. The Kotel is where this all started. Go back to the Kotel and pray to Hashem. So he goes to the... Ray from me goes straight to go to Yerushalayim. Go to the Kotel. He goes to the Kotel and he's standing and he's crying and he's praying, Hashem, give me a solution. And a guy comes behind him and he says, go see your father. What? He hasn't spoken to his father more than a word or two in 20 years. His father was so angry that he put this kid through school and he put him in Harvard and he should have been the top lawyer in the country. He was so angry that he just has very little to do with him. Now he's still praying, please, please, please. Guy comes back to him and taps him on the shoulder and says, you have to go see your father. And walks away. Okay, what am I going to do? Maybe it's a message. Maybe this is why the... I don't know. 
He books a flight to Dallas and he comes and he says to his father, I'm coming to see you if it's okay. He comes to his father's house. His mother had already passed away. His father's an older guy. And he says it's for the first time his father greeted him as Yosef and not uh, Joshua, whatever, you know, his uh, English, whatever his name was, Joe. He says to him, What's the matter? He says, Dad, I, I don't know. My life is, is destroyed. Bless you. He says, what happened? He tells his father the whole story. He says, you know, I married this girl. We couldn't have a kid. And I really wanted. Now she's pregnant. I can't remarry her because I'm a Kohen. His father takes him and says, you can remarry her. He's not a Kohen. He says, what do you mean? He goes, we never told you this because you were our only child. But your mother and I couldn't have children. And after many years, we decided to adopt a baby. So we adopted you, but we never told you because there was no reason to tell you. And here, goes into his office, goes into the file, takes out the adoption papers, and says, you're adopted, so you're not really a quiet. And therefore, you could go back and you could marry your wife. You know, sometimes we they say, go to the Kotel, the Kotel Hashem takes him and brings him to Yeshiva. The Wailing Wall. He goes back to the Wailing Wall. Hashem gives him the solution. The rabbi remarried his wife, raised his children. They had other children. Once it's adopted, it's not a, it's not a Kohen anymore because the Kohen has to have... If you know that he's a Kohen and you adopt him... So it's interesting. I have a... a, a let me end. I don't want to say anything.